Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture today is about a miracle. But the miracle is really not the act of walking on water. The miracle is faith. There are ways to read this story that proclaim fear and faith as mutually exclusive attitudes, that we can only have one or the other. There are ways to read this story that judge Peter harshly for his doubt and fear. There are ways to read this story that dismiss the resounding drumbeat of our own hearts when we are afraid. But I don't want to read the story that way. To be human is to know fear. Newborns reflexively startle. Children face a host of fears, ghost stories and monsters under the bed if they are lucky, hunger and abuse if they are not. We are so easily headlocked by fear. Some by the fear of failure. Some are assailed by waves of financial anxiety. Some are frightened of flying or enclosed spaces or being alone. Many live in the shadow of illness or the valley of violence. We are inundated with rational and irrational reasons to fear. And we respond to these reasons with rational and irrational actions. Our story today unfolds as the disciples are navigating dark and stormy seas. Matthew makes no mention that the disciples were afraid of the turbulent waters. These were men accustomed to the sea. Many made their living off the fish of these very same waters. The disciples were terrified not by the churning waves, but by Jesus. Never mind they had decided to follow Jesus. Never mind they had only just witnessed this man healing the sick and feeding thousands with only a few loaves and fish they still didn't have a clear grasp on the identity of their teacher. When Jesus started walking on the water, he tapped into a primal fear. Only God walked on water. In the book of Job, God tramples the waves of the sea. In the Psalms, God makes a path on mighty waters. So Jesus was either a ghost or a god, and the shivering fear those disciples felt had them convinced of the former. I don't know about you, but I'd be trembling with terror too if I thought I saw a ghost coming toward my boat in the middle of a midnight storm. But then Jesus spoke, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. He said this immediately, 
reaching out with words of comfort to quell the fears of his friends and followers. But it wasn't quite enough for Peter. Peter wanted more. Now, to be clear, one does not step out of a boat in a storm if one is not relatively sure that a miracle is at hand. Peter's little test for Jesus, and perhaps for himself as well, was going just dandy until he remembered how reasonable it was to be frightened. The wind was still tossing the boat and the sun was still far from breaking the pre-dawn horizon. Poor Peter was suddenly burdened by the weight of reality and it pulled him under. His next action is often misinterpreted. Peter cried out, for help. His courage may have been unraveled by his fear, but his faith was not. When Peter cried out, he cried out for Jesus to save him. When I imagine the tenor of Peter's cry, I imagine a man who is terrified, yet still trusts Jesus will be his salvation from the deep waters. Just as Jesus immediately spoke a comforting word to the disciples, he immediately reached out his hand to rescue Peter and spoke those gentle, chiding words. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Peter of little faith, Peter of faith the size of a mustard seed, but isn't that faith? capable of moving mountains when it comes to the economy of the kingdom of God. One biblical scholar writes that to be of little faith is to be among the disciples, struggling, asking questions, misunderstanding, fearing, and starting all over again. It is to be within the circle of those who have at least glimpsed who Jesus is. Peter called out to Jesus and was saved. How often do we forget to cry out to God when our burdens threaten to pull us under? How often do we stay in the boat, unwilling to even take the holy risk? Friends, the problem is not that we are afraid. The problem is not that we are uncertain. I realize that this may sound like a ridiculous paradox. If you hang out with the gospel long enough, you find a lot of ridiculous paradoxes. But the problem is that we don't trust Jesus will love and save us anyway. We still think it's up to us. Our little boats are buffeted by the wind and the waves. We are struggling through a summer of social distance. We are grieving the loss of more than 400,000 COVID deaths worldwide. 
We are devastated to witness the brutality of racism that continues to roil our nation, albeit determined not to look away this time. But Christ is in our midst, drawing near with arms outstretched. We do not sail these tumultuous waters alone. So let us be of little faith, and let that little faith move us as it moved through the disciples, unraveling into worshipful praise. Truly, we have glimpsed this truth. Jesus is the Son of God. Amen.